Episode 55 of Prospectology is on deck. Stay tuned as we recap week 13 of the college football season after a quick word from our sponsors. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Prospectology. Hopefully you had a great Thanksgiving weekend and now starting to get back on the grind, uh, giving you some more content on Prospectology. And today... We're recapping week 13 of the college football season. Uh, happened on Friday and Saturday. Uh, just want to talk about a few few of the games and then kind of go through a, a couple of the scores uh, after I break down a couple of games. But the first game I want to take a look at is number 2 Notre Dame versus number 19 UNC or North Carolina. Uh, Notre Dame ended up winning this one, uh, 31-17. It was very close back and forth uh, throughout the first half until Notre Dame's defense started to step it up um, and put a lot of pressure on Sam Howell and the UNC offense. Uh, but some of the playmakers in this game, Ian Book was phenomenal, 23 of 33, 279 yards passing. Uh, he had a a touchdown throwing it. Uh, what can you say about freshman running back for Notre Dame, Kyron Williams? He had 23 carries for 124 yards uh, rushing and two touchdowns. He's He averaged 5.4 yards per carry in that game. He was phenomenal, especially with Notre Dame's uh, center, who is coming out in this year's draft. Uh, Patterson, number 55, uh, he was out for the rest of the year. So uh, they had a a freshman who hasn't taken hardly any snaps in a game uh, and looked phenomenal. Uh, just kind of patchworked it and were able to get things going in the run game. Uh, also, in the through the air, uh, Javon McKinley for Notre Dame, six receptions, 134 yards. 135 yards receiving he was phenomenal as well uh going up to catch those contested balls he's got very good height um a vertical just able to plug it out of the air made a couple of contested catches that uh, skyrocketed Notre Dame down the field when they needed it on big plays uh Devontae Williams for UNC who has had a phenomenal year uh, so far to this point. Only 11 carries for 28 yards. Uh, Sam Howell had a pretty decent game. Um, had one rushing touchdown, one passing touchdown, uh, and threw for 211 yards. Uh, Notre Dame's defense, though, very suffocating. Uh, even though they're one of their best uh, playmakers, uh, Kyle Hamilton... Uh, the safety for Notre Dame got hurt early on in that game. They, the defense really stepped it up. Uh, Jeremiah Awusu Koromoa was phenomenal. He led the Notre Dame with tackles. Uh, but Notre Dame's defense, six sacks on the day, uh, really getting in Sam Howell's face, throwing off his tempo. Uh, and they also limited a high-powered rushing attack for UNC to only 87 yards rushing on the day. Uh, so that's how Notre Dame got it done. 
They win the game 31-17, remain undefeated, and pretty much in the driver's seat to uh, go to the college football playoff, depending on how they finish the year off. Second game I want to take a look at was number 13, Iowa State, versus number 17, Texas. Iowa State looking to become 6-2 and two and really cementing uh, a very good percentage that they'll be playing in the Big 12 championship. Um, Brees Hall was phenomenal. He scored a late touchdown to give the the win to Iowa State 23-20. to uh, Brees Hall was great though. 20 carries for 91 yards and a touchdown. Uh, the game winner pretty much. Brock Purdy, who usually has a quick uh, time clock in his head, was very patient in the pocket and getting outside of the pocket when he felt pressure get into his face. He was 25-36, 312 yards passing and a touchdown. And this was just an all-out game for tight ends for Iowa State. Uh, Charlie Kolar... Uh, or Kohler, is my number four tight end coming out in this year's draft, and he was phenomenal. Six receptions, 131 yards receiving, and he absolutely destroyed that Texas defense. Uh, Just getting open in the middle of the field, uh, makes his living inside the numbers, and got phenomenal hands, able to open up running lanes for Brees Hall, uh, the tight ends in general for Iowa State were the it factor for them against Texas. Uh, Texas just didn't have an answer. Sam Ellinger, pretty good game, but can't do it all himself. Didn't really have that great of protection. He was 17-29 for 298 yards, uh, passing a touchdown. He was also the leading rusher for Texas, which uh, is great for him, but not as the team. Uh, He had 15 carries for 65 yards, rushing and a touchdown. Brendan Eagles was the main playmaker for Texas the whole day, getting open vertically down the field, making big plays for for the Longhorns. He had eight receptions for 142 yards. Texas' defense made big stops when they had to. Uh, It's just Ellinger didn't have enough time to make things happen and they ended up losing the game because they they had a chance to tie it with a field goal but it was missed so Iowa State pretty much solidifies their spot in the Big 12 championship bearing some unforeseen circumstance and they take this one 23-20 one of the other games that was very interesting to me that I wanted to break down was number nine Oregon against Oregon State. Now this is a rivalry game. Doesn't matter how good Oregon is or Oregon has been or Oregon State hasn't been in the last couple of years. Uh, it's always going to be a tough fought battle. And uh Oregon ends up dropping this one in the upset. Uh Oregon State wins 41-38. Tyler Schoff for Oregon 20 of 31. 285 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. This game was very hard to watch because the fog 
in Oregon State was unbearable. You couldn't really see, um, especially with the uniform combo, one looked like highlighters, the other one looked like uh, construction vests, but very hard to see the ball when it was in the air. Not only for the viewers, but I'm sure for the players as well. Uh, Travis Dye was the leading rusher for Oregon, the Ducks. He had 12 carries for 93 yards, but nothing doing really much on the ground. It was all trying to just gain big chunks of plays on the in the through the air for the Ducks. Um, and they had a pretty decent uh, decent lead early in the game. But Oregon State, uh, shout out to them, really fighting through. Uh, and coming out with a huge upset and rivalry win. Uh, Devon Williams led the Ducks with four receptions, 101 yards, and a touchdown. But I was highly impressed with uh, Tristan Gebbia for Oregon State, the quarterback. 23 of 37, 263 yards through the air and a touchdown. Uh, he looked good uh, composing the pocket. His offensive line gave him some time to make plays when he had to. Um, the big thing for Oregon State, especially through the fog, uh, Jamar Jefferson was phenomenal on the ground. 29 carries, 226 yards uh, rushing and two touchdowns. So he basically kept Oregon State offense balanced and gave the Ducks some problems on defense. Uh, Kobe Taylor was the leading receiver for the Beavers. He was 7 for 114 yards, 7 receptions for 114 yards. He was the leading receiver. Um, Other big games was obviously Auburn versus Alabama. Um, Another rivalry game. Alabama handles Auburn easily. Uh, 42 to 13. Some of the big playmakers in that game. Mac Jones was phenomenal again, uh, creeping up on Kyle Trask for for that uh, Heisman Trophy. He was 18 of 26, 302 yards uh, passing, and five touchdowns. Devontae Smith. Was phenomenal. He had seven receptions, 171 yards, and two touchdowns. He's been the one constant at receiver for Alabama all year. Uh, And it's not Devontae, it's Devon Smith. Uh, Phenomenal. Najee Harris, what can you say about him? Quiet day. Only 11 carries for 96 yards. And he had a touchdown. Uh, Northwestern, another game. Northwestern, number eight, undefeated, coming into the game against Michigan State. Michigan State gets the best of them, winning 29-20. to uh, Coastal Carolina coming in at number 20, uh, and undefeated, trying to keep their undefeated season alive. And they win 49-14 over Texas State, not very big competition. The last, uh, and let's get right into some more playmakers. Uh, the Florida, Florida ends up rolling in that game. 
Uh, Kyle Trask, another phenomenal year. Uh, or what a phenomenal year he's having. And what a big game. 21-27 quietly. 256 yards through the air and three touchdowns. And I bet you can't guess who had those three touchdowns. Yes, none other than the number one tight end in the country. Kyle Pitts plays like a wide receiver in a tight end's body. Only five receptions, 99 yards receiving, and all three touchdowns. So Florida steamrolls. And another game, Kent State versus Buffalo. Buffalo wins 70 to 41 over Kent State and the biggest playmaker of the day uh, no matter if you look at competition or not I'm a big fan of his especially after doing a scouting report on him go check those episodes out uh, to hear my scouting report on him Jarrett Patterson 36 carries 409 yards rushing and 8 touchdowns those are NCAA 14 type of number. Those are video game type numbers. Uh, he was phenomenal. Uh, fighting through t- uh, tight spaces. Able to make that one cut and, and go. And, and he's phenomenal. Keep your eye on Jarrett Patterson coming into the draft. Uh, whoever gets him, drafts him, is going to get a phenomenal three down back. And he's probably one of my biggest playmakers. Uh of the day, but that recaps some of the most important games of week 13 of the college football season, Um, and I gave you a couple of extra off the top, a couple of other playmakers that I thought had huge days, hit me up on the Twitter, at Luch Bryant, let me know what you want to hear on future podcast episodes. As we get you ready for the 2021 NFL Draft, one prospect at a time. Got another episode. Stay tuned on Friday for episode 56 of Prospectology. Thank you for sticking with me and supporting the podcast. Appreciate it. You got a question, a prospect that you want me to take a look at, or a game you want me to focus on for for Friday, Hit me up on the Twitter, as I said, at Luch Bryant. And thank you all, and have a great day. Peace.